You're listening to Biz Quick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. Biz Quick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Hello, and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And on today's episode, we're going to have Matt Vetter. He is the vice president and partner of Schaefer Construction out of Southeast Michigan. He is uh, Their company is a commercial design build general contractor, and he also has a podcast, The Construction Corner. Uh, we are going to bring him on in a little bit, but first we're going to talk about hiring, one of our favorite topics to debate here at SB Pace. Yes, we are heavy debaters of this particular um, topic because I don't think we've ever been in agreement, though sometimes I feel like you're swinging a little to my side on this. It depends upon the position the company, the type of work, et cetera. <laughs> okay, lots of if this, then exactly. that statements in there. All right, so here's the deal. What the topic we're ta- we are debating is hiring. And if you can't find any good employees, is it because there's no good employees available? Like, you know, be just because of the class of work that you're doing? Or is it because you're a bad leader? I say bad leader. I think it can be both, but I think that it also can be just the type of business that you're in. The There's certain industries such as construction or service industry where you just, you don't have, and I don't even want to call it skilled labor. You don't have the type of person who's going to be reliable. You don't have the type of person. There's a reason why somebody who's 40 is still waiting tables and you know not like at a high-end place where they're making eighty thousand dollars a year you know at like an applebee's it it's because they probably made some bad decisions in their life or they're not motivated or there could be a host of reasons but there's a reason why they don't have that corporate job and yes there are the uh outliers so don't get angry at me audience where, you know, it's like the economy's down or I'm, you know, I just need to pick up an extra couple of hours. Cause I have, you know, these extra bills to pay or whatever. It's, it's those career employees. And when you're trying to, the problem with construction and restaurants and businesses like that is you cannot, you can't just put the work off for a couple of weeks while you're looking for that perfect candidate. Like you need bodies, you need people to show up on time and do their job. And oftentimes you're going to have to settle for less because you just need a heartbeat to to fill a void for the moment, even if they only work out for two weeks. Because you're going to come in and get all angry because you can't get food and you're like, why can't I sit at that table? They're like, we haven't found the perfect candidate yet to you know wait tables. So we're we're not sitting that section tonight. No, you're going to sit that section and you're going to pick the first person who speaks any language to go over there and wait tables on them. I- See, this is where I just, I fundamentally disagree. Like, yes, are there, are there probably situations where you just need any warm body? Yeah. But I feel like if you have a strategy that you are executing against when it comes to hiring, that you can avoid that. Right. So maybe when you're, and and not even like perfect opportunity, right. You're about to open a restaurant. Yeah. So if you 
are, if you hire based on core values and you hire based on, you know, a certain criteria where you're looking for X and you come in strong as a leader, I feel like you will be able to find the right employees. You'll find good employees. And if you have a if you have systems and processes in place to support that throughout the building of your company, of your restaurant, then you're going to get good employees. But you ha you have to there's always there's a ground zero, right? Where you have to start to implement those processes. And once you've got them in place, and you're, you hold steady to them, you don't make exceptions. Like, I'm not just looking for a warm body. I'll have to figure something else out until I get the right people. But You'll you, get the right people. You just, you absolutely cannot do that. That's the problem. Because like, yes, like, let's say, I mean, in, in the best that I had when I had all-star crews working for me, still we're looking at like 60% of the staff is good people like people who align with culture or work hard or whatever, but the other 40% are there because they just want a paycheck or you don't even know if they're going to show up today. And, and that's just the name of the game. I mean, when the unemployment was below 4% a couple of years ago, uh, talking to a, a friend of mine, who's a, a food rep here in, in Richmond, she said that the problem that every single one of her customers, so it's an industry-wide thing. It's not every single one of those is a crappy leader they were having a hard time finding employees because the only people left were the unemployable. Man, I hate that. <laughs> but it's the truth. It's I, I, I know, but I also think, so to be fair, you are a different leader now than you were last time you were in restaurants. Sure. Far different leader, right? Sure. And so the culture you're going to build is going to be different. Yeah right? You know more now, so you'll do better. But you can't, I just, is there a shortage of good people? Possibly. But there's not a shortage of people who are willing to be trained and who are hungry and who want to do good work. I don't believe that. So you have to have the mechanisms in place to be able to train up those people. I mean, there's, there's definitely that, but again, you are starting off with a bunch of, with the D squad. And if you're lucky, you can make them into a C squad. There's, there's always like the great employees out there. There is that. I mean, and, and the one nice thing about the restaurant industry, for example, are people are very willing to jump ship and go work for somebody else. If, if the, the culture or the experience, the atmosphere, whatever is better. Um, but I mean, most people are money driven. They're going to go to the place that's there, you know, where they can, they can work the least and make the most money. And I feel like I'm working the most and making the least money. Yeah, exactly. I think that, yeah, I agree. We need to hire some people. <laughs> I'm not sure. We're doing something wrong, Corey. Yeah, we are. All right. Um, well, we're going to have to bring uh, Matt here on in a second. So we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk to Matt about construction and hiring. We wanted to take a quick break to tell you about our newest course called Time Bomb. If you're ready to take control of your calendar, this course is for you. We guide you through all the steps you need to understand where you're spending your time, what your time is worth, and how to build out your days and weeks so that you can add more value to your business or just spend that time enjoying life. We have three options for you. The course, a bundle which includes products designed to help you become more efficient with your time, and a boot camp where you'll get time in a small group setting to get the personalized help you need. Head on over to sbpace.com to learn more. Time Bomb. 
take control of your calendar, gain control of your life. All right, welcome back to the show and welcome to Matt Vetter. He is a VP and partner of Schaefer Construction out of Southeast Michigan. Welcome, Matt. Thank you both for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're glad to have you. I think we're going to cover some interesting topics today. But before we dive into anything too deeply, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about um, Schaefer Construction and what it is that you do? Sure. So I'll give you kind of the, the quick 30-second overview. Uh, Schaefer Construction is a design-build commercial general contractor. We are based in the Southeast Michigan market. Uh, so we're about 45 minutes northwest of Detroit. Uh, we've been in business as an organization since 1998. I've been a, a partner in the company for almost four years now, and we're, we're doing great. We're, we're growing rapidly. We're bringing new people on the team, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. Awesome. Yeah. So you're bringing a lot of new people on the team, and this is, this is a topic that uh, Julie and I have argued quite a bit uh, over. Um, Still arguing. <laughs> yes. Uh, simply because... Uh, construction so I, I, I was I spent many years in, in restaurants and I feel like the pool of employees that restaurants draw are, are very similar in, in character to what you deal with in the construction industry um, and Julie believes that you can always hire the right people you're just doing something wrong or whatever and I'm like well the the pool you're choosing from is very uh, there's a lot of a lot of shit to dig through to find those gems um, and oftentimes, you know, you can't just, oh, I'll just cover somebody, you know, in an office setting, if somebody, if somebody takes a week of, you know, vacation, those emails can wait, or somebody can answer, they'll spend an extra hour or whatever doing that's not, you need, you need people there. You need bodies, you need warm bodies doing work in both restaurants and construction. Before you respond, Matt, I do want to say one thing. My belief is that if you cannot find any qualified people it is a leadership problem. It is not a people problem. It is a leadership problem. That's that's my stand. So I, I don't want to get in between you two in this little argument, but <laughs> but Corey, I, I apologize. I'm going to have to side with Julie on this one to a, to a degree. Um, so Schaefer Construction is what we affectionately call a paper GC, meaning we don't self-perform any trade work. We handle management and supervision. So the the employee base that we have under our umbrella is a little bit different than you might get if you were a carpenter or a plumber uh, in that the people we're looking for, they're hard to find, right? They're, they're very hard to find. Um, it's a skill set that not everyone has. It's, it's not typically um, just a, a laborer type position. So, you know, we work really hard to, to find, you know, the unicorns and, we never find them. So what we, we, we do typically is we, we seek out the sevens on a scale of one to 10. So we know that if, if we find uh, a guy or, or a, a girl, woman that, that fits our core values, that meshes with our personalities, we can, we can take them to that next level. We can teach them what they need to know. We can help them succeed. Um, and that's, that's kind of the approach we've taken. Now it's taken a while for us to get there. Um, probably because what have you, what you introed with Corey and that, you know, the job market, especially today, and especially in construction, um, it, it's, it's tough to say the least to find people. Yeah. And so being a, a paper general contractor, you're, you don't have, you're not, you don't have the people out there swinging the hammers. You exactly. Don't have the, and so that's, that's the difference there in that, you know, finding 
somebody who can swing a hammer or wash dishes is a little different than finding somebody who can help manage the project or, or work in the office, so to speak. It, it is. It, it absolutely is. And I mean, I still think you can probably teach anyone to do anything if, if, if they meet your values. But to, to your point, yes, it, it's a different pool of talent that we're, we're swimming in initially. So what you're saying is this argument is still undecided. <laughs> that is what I'm hearing as well. Yes. So Matt, we, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm glad I'm not in the same room with you two. <laughs> uh, well, this, 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 this conversation, this discussion has been going on for about five years now. So okay. um, no end in sight, no end in sight. I really thought you were going to settle it for us, but that's okay. Um, when you, when you say seek out the sevens, right? So you're, you're hiring based on looking for a particular set of skills and knowing that you are going to have to accept basically 70% of the skill set that you're looking for. And then you train up to the rest. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, just, just being honest, what we do is, is very specialized. The way we approach our market, the way we approach our industry, it's not like every other contractor out there. We have a very defined system, although it, it it's not written quite yet, but you know, we, we have a way we do things. We have a, a clientele we go after. We're very specific in, in those regards. So for me to think I can go out there and find someone who, who does everything that I do and does it the way that I want it done, I'd be spinning wheels for a long time. I, I keep my eyes open. And if I get so lucky as to find that person, then we can redo this interview. But you know, it, it's, that's a tough thing to find. And I think as, as a leader, as a business owner, you have to realize that, you know, the quality of, of character of the people you're, you're talking with is what will set the stage. You can teach anyone to do most anything. And along those lines, are you looking then more for people who fit, who align with like your, your values and your culture? Like that's more what you're looking for. And then you're going to train them, hopefully train them. Not everybody can do everything. I found out through the years, but, <laughs> um, De so definitely. So we, we base it on, we call it the three M's of hiring. So it's, it's market mindset and makeup. Um, market is an easy one. So especially in construction, and I have to assume it's, it's like this in a labor-based industry, but when markets are good, it's really hard to find people because the people that you want to hire, they already have jobs and that's just the reality of it. Um, so when markets are good, like they are now, at least for the current today, um, you really have to poach people, frankly, from another company. It's, it's, it's tough to find people on indeed or, or LinkedIn, uh, when markets are good mindset is huge with us. Um, what I've found in the last four years, especially is a general lack of humility and a lack of willingness to work. Um, you know, the stuff that we do, it's not easy work, whether you're the guy in the field or you're the guy in the office, putting it all together. It, it's not easy, but it's not supposed to be, it's supposed to be hard. And you have to have the, the mindset to prefer the hard work, to seek the, the benefit and seek the rewards from doing the hard work. And, and that's a tough thing to conquer, I think, to find. Um, and then our third M is makeup. And, and basically, what is this person made of? And, and that's where we bring our core values in. And I would say that 
on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most important, we rank our core values at 10. If you aren't a match with our values, there's no chance of you fitting with our company. There's no chance of, of you having success here. And, and because of that, there's no chance that I'm going to hire you. And we feel that strongly about it. We hire based on our, our core values. We, we fire based on our core values. We base all of our uh, quarterly reviews on our core values. We're constantly preaching and, and putting these core values out there. So that, uh, of, those, of those three M's that we use, uh, the third makeup, but really core values is absolutely the most important to us. I, all right, no, normally I would be trying to pick the one question or comment that I wanna make based on what you just covered uh, because there were some really, really good gems in there. I'm gonna go through them one by one because sure. I really found so much in there that I, I loved and things that I have some questions about. First off, I, I'm gonna hit on the market part, right? So um, when you, there's, there's, a, there's the, the conflict of the market part is one, all the good people do have jobs, right? The A players. And there are so many people in the, at this point that are just, um, I mean, I shouldn't say so many, but there are a number of people who are unwilling to work because they want to get the unemployment benefits and you know the, the extra benefits that are coming right now. So they're probably not gonna align with your core values anyway. If they're comfortable staying home, collecting unemployment, they're probably not the kind of people you want on your team. But when it comes to poaching and poaching A players, um, would you also consider um, poaching like B players and C players and coaching them up to A players? Absolutely, I would. And that's kind of that unicorn theory. And that, you know, if I find the perfect candidate, the perfect individual, hallelujah, it, it's a great day. But realistically, that doesn't happen very often, if ever. So, you know, the other thing too is, is there's simple economics behind this. And as, as business owner to business owners, you guys can appreciate that. I mean, the, you're going to pay a certain level for the A players. If I can get a, a B player for a more reasonable rate and build them into that role, and eventually they'll be making that, you know, and then some mm -hmm. from, from my end, I don't, you know, unless it's my brother I'm hiring, I don't know these person, these people, you can interview as much as you want. You, you can have as many Zoom calls, as many phone calls, face-to-face -face interviews if you can get away with it these days. But you still don't really know a person until you, you're in the trenches with them. So I would rather hire the B player, you know, the, the, the 7 out of 10, knowing that I want them to succeed as much as I want my company to succeed. So we're going to do everything we can to get them to a monetary level that, that we're, we're, not, we're not discussing it any longer. But you can get those people in the, in the front side and, and build them into something much better. I think quite often. What are your thoughts on hiring entry level people for, for those jobs and coaching them up? Because that was one of the things that I preferred to do in restaurants and, and a lot of restaurants wouldn't do. They're like, we need five to 10 years experience or whatever it is for, for this job where I'm like, I would prefer to hire that 19 year old, 20 year old kid and train them the way that I wanted to train them, you know, and have them learn my bad habits instead of having to like, you know, coach the bad habits they already have out of them. There is so much to be said for building up your, your farm club is what we call it. Yes. Um, it's huge guys. And if I could find that 19 year old, we're always looking. And, and here's a, here's a little secret I'm telling you, and now it's going out to all of your listeners. When we post jobs on say Indeed or, or LinkedIn or wherever we post them, we always put something like 
three years required, blah, blah, blah. We do that to weed out the, the bots, A, and, and those individuals who they may not be robots, but they sure as hell act like it. <laughs> the, re the reality though, if I had a 19 year old kid come to me or 19 year old young adult come to me and, and say, Hey, I want to learn. I'm willing to sweat. I'm willing to bleed. I'm willing to work hard. Hands down. I'd hire him on the spot. Yeah. I agree. 100%. I love the concept of training people up into the roles. And I think the one thing that that does that a lot of people don't realize, because first off, it's a lot of work, right? You bring in somebody fresh off the street, they don't have the experience, you have to do a lot of work to get them where you need them to be. They have to do a lot of work as well. But what the one thing that you have with them is loyalty, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to leave you, they're going to stay and learn and they want to grow with the company because they're like, wow, this person took a chance on me when nobody else would. And it breeds loyalty. And that is huge when you're talking about employees. So I love that. I mean, and especially if you're talking about somebody, you know, you have that 19 year old young adult, I'll still call them kids, but <laughs> yeah, that 19 year old kid um, who let's say, you know, chose not to go to college or whatever it is, but now they're making 15, $16 an hour. That's a lot of money, you know, for a 19 year old. And, and they're like, oh man, like, you know, I can, I can afford my own apartment or, or whatever it is. And, and uh, yeah, like definitely that loyalty is huge. Um, yeah. The loyalty is huge. Um, on the mindset part, uh, you're so right on the lack of humility. It's just, it's really a different world right now when you're talking about like hiring for people. But I, I just so appreciated when you said it's supposed to be hard. I think so many people forget that, I mean, it's called work for a reason. It's supposed to be hard. And, you know, you get lucky on days where it's like, maybe the, the day isn't that hard or it's fun while it's hard, but oh my goodness, people just think like, I'm just going to go be a YouTube star and, you know, make all this money and it's going to be easy peasy. And I'm going to work like 45 minutes a day and boom, I'm done. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's not the reality for most people. That's really, really not. So the mindset is super important where people need to know the importance of doing hard work and be ready to do it. That's a, a really deeper conversation on a societal level, right? What we've allowed to transpire to our youth of today as what is normal and what is, what is easy and what is legitimate is, I won't swear, but it, it's garbage. I mean, it, it's absolute garbage. I have three boys, three young boys, and I see this stuff, the, the TikTok all-stars and, you know, if, if you pull that off, more power to you, right? If you, if you can be making millions by the time you're 18, 19 years old, dancing and singing on, on TikTok or YouTube, you get a certain level of respect because you figured out the equation. But the reality is that doesn't happen often. Um, there's a, an ex-Olympian coach I quote all the time. His name's Dan Gable. And he, he said, the only place you start at the top is digging a hole. And, and I fully believe that to be true in, in most things to do with life, but in, in business and in professional life, especially you, there's lucky breaks here and there, but by and large, you have to start at the bottom. And, and that's just the way this world works. It's the way it's always worked. It's the way it always will work. And until we get back to that mentality that the, the bottom, so to speak, isn't a bad place to be. You don't want to stay there forever, but but you have to embrace the, the suck. You have to work for it. I'm so glad you said that quote. First time I ever heard it was on a phone call with you and it just stuck with me. So I'm so glad that you shared that with our listeners. And I think 
you know, a lot of people have built really good and successful companies and really good and successful employees with the notion of everybody starts at the bottom, right? I mean, if you just look at first form, Andy Frisilla, you, you good there. It doesn't matter what your background is. I could go there as a business owner. Guess what my job is starting at first form? Customer service. Everybody starts, or maybe it's even starting in the warehouse. I'm not sure, but everyone starts in the same place and you learn that business from the ground up. And it's, you have, you're a lot more valuable over time when that's the course that you take because you've learned everything. I mean, that's, that's part of the reason that, that, um, you know, Corey and I have so much experience with small businesses is because of, well, one, the jobs that we've held in various small businesses, but also because of the work that we did with small businesses that were being acquired, you had to learn every single component of the business. And that work was a grind. That was hard work, but it, it sets you up for success to know everything from the ground up in a business. It's, it's a good huge. way to go. Yeah. It's huge. And I mean, think about, especially in a small company like us, there's five of us as of today. We're, we're growing, we're looking to add more, but there's five people in my company right now. So if I have a guy who I brought in at a top level seat, right, and he knows how to do one thing probably really well, but he knows one facet of, of our business, what happens when guy two and three are on vacation or, or something happens and they can't be there? I'm out of luck. Whereas if I bring in a 19 year old kid and I'm going to go back calling kids because I'm old enough to do that. <laughs> and, and, and we farm them up and, and, and that kid learns every bit of what we do. That kid now, w once he or she is of age and, and of a level in our company can do anything. Your value, it just increased exponentially. Mm -hmm. And then the final part that you said was the makeup. And this of course is my favorite part, core values. I think it's the, you know, it's the bedrock of every business. So I absolutely love that if they're not a 10 on core values, if it's not a match, they don't get a job and that you use it for your reviews. That's, that's fantastic. We, it, it took us a while to get to that point. Um, but it, it makes things so much easier from a leadership standpoint. It, it's, it's quantitative. And look, if, if you don't hit our values, it's, it's yes or it's no. And if we get to a point where more than once you're getting no's on more than one, it's an easy decision what has to happen. You know, yeah. we, we, we swear by it. It's what makes us up. It's all over. It's, it's on my damn wall right behind me. It's on all of our, our, literature we we put it in our proposals now it's on our our website it's on our social media there is no one single thing that is as important to our company as as our core values yeah we put it in our proposals as well we want everybody to know what we stand for it's on our website i can recite them in my sleep probably but and i you know i'm always amazed at the number of small businesses that don't have them that they don't think they're important they also don't have business plans but so Whole other subject. Yes. Right. All right. We probably need to start wrapping up, but I have one final question for you. But before, I, Corey, do you have any more questions? Okay. Um, what's one piece of advice that you would give to other small business owners who are in those, you know, construction, the labor type fields for something they can do, kind of a hack for finding employees? Because so many people are struggling with that right now. Um, that's a good one because, because frankly, I'm struggling with it too. Uh, to be quite honest, but 
I think the biggest hack or the biggest tip is to, to figure out what you believe in, whether you want to call it core values or call it whatever you want, figure out your non-negotiables in an employee and in your, your business and keep those non-negotiable because there's certain, there's certain traits that you can work out of someone, but there's, there's a lot of traits that you can't. And, and if you get the wrong person in your company, it can be a cancer to the organization, especially a small one. And, and frankly, as a growing business, you don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And, you know, we're, we're all out here, hopefully for a long time, we're trying to make what we can out of this, this, you know, these trips around the sun, we just don't have time to, to tolerate mediocrity or those that don't meet our, our standards. And you can call it harsh, you can call it what you want, but it, that's the reality of it out here. Great advice. Yeah. Great advice. All right. Can you tell our listeners how to, how they can find you? So LinkedIn is, is probably where I'm, I'm most active, um, both as myself and as Schaefer Construction. Uh, we have a, a website. We're, we're on Facebook and Instagram, but not nearly as, as often. And you have a podcast, right? I do have a podcast. I, I co-host a podcast. It's called The Construction Corner uh, with, with my friend Dylan Mitchell. We, uh, we post an episode about every Tuesday. Nice. And, uh, and that can be found on, I'm assuming, most platforms. Yep, not. all of the all of the major podcast channels. Okay. Great. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Matt. This has been great um, talking about one of our favorite subjects, hiring. So we really appreciate that. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. You can find all of Matt's information in our show notes. And you can connect with us on our social media. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel now. And you can reach us on our website, find out all the information you need on sbpace.com. Yeah. Subscribe to our podcast. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's some pretty amazing content out there and like us and give us a review. We absolutely love feedback. We do. And you can reach out to us about any topics that you might have, or if you want to be on the show, head on over to sbpace.com. We've got our, uh, the form out there for that. We also have a book out there. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It's a number one bestseller on Amazon. It has a digital workbook that you can download from our site. And if you've purchased it and read it and enjoyed it, or if you hated it, we don't care, go out there and give us a review. We would love to get your reviews on our book. Yes, one star, five star, we'll take them all. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.